Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's not my real name. That is my undercover FBI name. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's my pen name that I use at LOL Sober. I think I've moved about 10 times in my life, and I do the same thing every time I move. I pack up all the boxes. I get all the big stuff, all the couches, the chairs, the tables ready for the movers, and I pack up a bunch of boxes. And then I look around and I realize there are 193 small things still hiding in the corners of my house or apartment. The last time we moved, we, we had three cats at the time, and I think I spent about two hours that I didn't expect to spend just sweeping up cat hair, cat toys, bowls for the cats, a bunch of other other cat stuff. And <laughs> I remember thinking we had three living cats and at least two more cats worth of extra fur just lurking under beds and radiators and <laughs> everywhere else. And it reminded me of uh, one of my favorite sayings I have ever heard in sobriety, which is, you can take the alcohol out of the alcoholic, but that still leaves a lot of ick. And that is so true for me. You know, my, my first year of sobriety, I went to rehab. I started doing 12-step meetings. I didn't drink or do drugs. And boom, like 90% of my problems improved immensely. And almost immediately, I just felt better. People felt better around me. It was a whirlwind of improvement. But after a year or so, I noticed that that's when the work began. I noticed some other bad habits, some bad attitudes, some bad thinking that it was a lot like that cat hair hiding under the bed. That was, that was the ick left over from this alcoholic and from active alcoholism. Let me tell you, man, that stuff has been hard to get rid of. I've spent a good chunk of my recent years in sobriety wrestling with my factory settings, which I think, I think fall under the general umbrella of character defects. I have a bunch of things about me that are problematic, but not that problematic. They're not going to kill me, you know? For instance, I've spoken on here a lot about how I, like it or not, I am energized by arguing. I, I like debating the best quarterback in NFL history or what they should do with that abandoned property on the other side of town or who should be president of the United States <laughs> or who should be president of my house. <laughs> Basically... If there is a president of something, anything, I will argue with you about it. I will say, on a positive side, I, I think I avoid probably 90 to 95% of all arguments that are available to me every day. Because they are lurking around every corner just like that cat hair. But it's hard. I have quite a few argumentative texts, emails... Uh, slacks, snapchats, tweets, voicemails <laughs> that were halfway toward initiating a disagreement with you, but I ended up putting them in the delete pile, you know. An old sober friend of mine once said to me, you know, 
you're someone who needs a drafts folder. And I said, oh, you mean like, like for emails? And he was like, no, like for everything, just drafts folders everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's one of those parts of the ick. I think the reason some of the ick is so hard to truly get rid of is that sometimes it causes us pain, but sometimes it serves us well. Go back to that argumentative thing I described earlier. Sometimes it'll be late afternoon and I will debate my family about what restaurant we should order food from and I end up winning. Guess what? I like that. I wanted Buffalo Wild Wings and I verbally <laughs> wore you down until, surprise, you wanted Buffalo Wild Wings too. Yay, I win. Or in the case of something getting screwed up, if I make the case for why it's your fault, not mine, and that's what I can get you to ultimately agree on, like, fine, it was my fault. I like that too. But I don't really like that because it's such a short-term hit, just like drugs and alcohol used to be. Do I feel good about it for a few minutes? Maybe even an hour or two hours? Yes. But that person I just bulldozed to get my way... I probably I probably have to deal with that person again and it is usually is the case that the person now approaches me like oh this guy is an enormous asshole. <laughs> so it is not a sustainable way to behave and be sober and serene all the things I'm actually trying to do. So here's the good news about the ick that I sometimes forget. Sobriety is a journey. It is a long journey, in my experience. It is a long journey comprised of one day, followed by another day, and then another day, and so on. The 12-step programs, they, the cool thing, they don't say anything about ultimatums or expiration dates on recovery. There's no thing that says you have 90 days to stop bickering or else you're out. My experience in recovery has been that I have to keep trying, keep pushing hard, keep asking for a higher power's guidance, keep asking for other sober men to hold me accountable, and keep being open-minded and willing. So I do think I have an obligation to keep working on my ick, especially the arguing thing. <laughs> but Like, hey, just one thing, maybe don't ask me about the NFL playoffs for a little while until I get this under control. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share. <laughs>